Yeah! How we doing? You got your man Santino Iliano, but you can call him Sonny Ill. And we are here today, and I always with him is my brother to the right, my man Shooter! Yeah. <laughs> AKA Sex Panther. 60% of the time, he works every time. And like I said, you know, I believe I'm a clap, a cup is half full kind of guy, you know, and there's no such thing as a bad day, just try missing one. And you have now entered into the squared circle. And we are here to discuss the sweet science. So come on, let's get it started. Yes. The champ is here. How you doing today, my man, Shooter? Man, you know what, I'm alright, man. I can't complain. Every day above ground is a good day, like you said, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that's how I like to believe it here. We are here to discuss the sweet science. First of all, I'd like to give a shout-out to the Squared Circle app. You can find it in your app store in Apple. You can find it in your Play Store with Android. I know you got a smartphone, or else you wouldn't be listening right now. And that's what I'm talking to, whoever's listening out there. If you want to reach out to us, hit us up at TalkingSmack101 at Twitter.com or TalkingSquaredCircle at Gmail.com. And that's how you can get us, because that's what we're here to do. Talk some smack. Talk a little bit about this. Talk about that. Talk about the squared circle. And that sweet science. And that's what we're here for. You know? And that's what I like to talk about. Again, you know, if, if this is your first time meeting us, you got your man, Sonny Ill, and my man, Shooter, here. Combined, we got about 20 years' experience within combat sports. Itself from experience in fighting and just talking about it, because that's what we talk about. That's what we're here to talk about. All right? Let's get right into this, man. How you doing? This? You doing good? Man, good? I'm tired as hell, man. I spent a lot of time in the gym this morning before uh, this recording, man. So I'm a little groggy, but you know what, though? I don't quit on the stool, man. No. So I'm going uh, so nope. to push through this and I'm going to fight. The corner will have to fight. stop it for me. <laughs> uh, the ref will have to stop it for me. The judges, the ring, anybody else but me will have to stop it for me. Or you're, or you're waking me up. Hey, get up, get up. <laughs> it fights right, over. We're done, fights champ. Over. We're done. Let's, get, let's go. Let's go. I love it how they call everybody champ even when they never get the belt, right? Because I even do that when I meet a fight. Hey, what up, champ? How you doing today? Out of respect because I, I know what it's like. I know what it takes to get in there and in lace there. up yeah. and go toe-to-toe with these dudes. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I, I talk bigger than I might be. It mm-hmm. happens. What are you going to do? What yeah. are you going to do? All right. Speaking of talking, let's talk about some of the sweet science here. And we're going to go right into the recap that we had this weekend, man. We had, saw some pretty good fights. Pretty good fights. Pretty some good pretty fights. Some pretty lame ones, too. Yeah, there's some fillers. There's some fillers. Just like every every hip-hop album or any album in general, there's going to be some fillers you got to throw in there. You got to choose one. I'm going to start calling these fights interludes. Interludes. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just something to put on the interludes. album to fill, to fill up space. That's what some of these fights were this weekend. But for the most part, you had some good meat. All right, let's go right into this. Let's talk about my man. Polly Monaji had a fight that wasn't even aired, to, aired over this weekend. Uh, and I'm a Polly fan. Yeah. I believe that he, in his prime, um, would hold a good comp- competitive fight against someone like Mayweather because of defensive styles. It'd be the most boringest fight no one ever watched. But we're Stop. not going to talk about him. Yeah. No more. No more about no money. I mean, money, Mayweather there. Uh, Mikey Garcia had his return. That's yeah. my man right there. I yeah. think it's been uh, two and a half years since his last yep. fight. Yeah. I want to say he looked good, but I don't know. What do you think? Um, he he looked good. The thing about it, with him looking good, is also I don't think his opponent was up to par in that same in that same class as with him. So I've always I'll never take anything away from any fighter, but I will say 
is if a guy's not supposed to be on your level, I said this before, if he's not supposed to be on your level, you got to show him why he's not on your level. And that's what Mikey Garcia did. So uh, congrats to him on his W, and especially coming back. So it, um, I'm just glad that hopefully all these promotional issues are behind him. So now we'll be able to get to see more uh, more of his fights later on. I mean, two and a half years uh, for an undefeated fighter like himself is uh, too much time away. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I need one more fight from him because with him back in the mix at 140 pounds, this changes everything. He's already calling out Terrence Crawford. We're not going to discuss that possible matchup because Crawford needs to worry about Pacquiao if that happens. Yeah, he. But Mikey Garcia, if he gets, if he fights consistently, he will be a threat. Considering who his next opponent is, blah blah blah, all that blase. Let's talk about the Donna Stevenson fight. What about it? Um, what do you think about Donna Stevenson? Because we're going to talk more about him later. We're not going to go too deep into him. But just the fight overall. Top Dog, what do you think about Top Dog? I, Looked um, good against La Bamba. Yeah, but Donna Stevenson isn't La Bamba. I mean, he... <laughs> hey, Edwin Rodriguez, his last two fights have been against top solid opponents. Yeah. Exchange knockdowns. Very exciting. He's been in the ring with Andre Ward in a fight where he kind of got pressured into by HBO. Yeah. Because how that was that, the best thing. Ah, but not very well for him. Not yeah, so... But, but that experience is, is something that carried him into this where yeah. he's at now. But just Still like, solid. Just like the old saying goes, styles make fights. And then even though he looked good against him, not necessarily he's not going to look good to somebody else. That's the reason why he only went four rounds until he got knocked out. Yeah, it's why I don't fight now because I'll make anybody else look good against me. Oh, uh, you know yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So. But hey, I'll, I'll land some shots. I ain't no chump. I'll land some shots. Now let's go into this next bout. It was a... Uh, Main event, probably possible fight of the year. I don't think better than the Porter Thurman. It was, what was the British guy's name? Uh, Frampton. Carl, Carl Frampton, I believe, versus Leo Santa Cruz. And uh, this is when we discussed it. We picked uh, winners in this fight. And, and I believe I was wrong last week with Postal. But I, what, what did I say was going to happen? You yeah. said you said it was gonna go. You said it was gonna go decision. I think you went a couple. You said either Carl Frampton was gonna get the knockout late, or he would go. To, either way, okay. No, I'll ta- I'll you admit, said I'll, knockout late. Nah, I, 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 I said knockout late on uh, for Leo Santa Cruz. But you know what? Yes, you won that. Yes, you won that argument. Yes, thank yes you, you thank did. You. Yes, you did win oh. that argument. But I have, and this is one thing. This reason why. This is the reason why you don't put faith in other people's, <laughs> and this is the reason why I don't gamble. I hate putting my trust in somebody. I expected Leo Santa Cruz to come out there, and outbox him, and then that's why. And he was going to wear. He was going to wear Carl Frampton down. Now, disclaimer: Carl Frampton was in great shape and great conditioning. I didn't think he beautiful. Like he looked beautiful. I didn't he think he was. Beautiful. I didn't even think he's going to be that solid, especially with his head movement. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think he was going to be that solid in the later round. So I thought he. Was, I thought Leo Santa Cruz was going to wear him down with his by outboxing him for 10, 11 rounds, and then going to end up, and then end up knocking him out. You know, once Carl Frampton was tired. So, but the the thing about the Leo Santa Cruz was, he said, <laughs> as soon as he went out. As soon as he came out, he threw away his whole game plan and said, I want to fight in this phone booth. This is why Hispanics are always picked (laughs) for a lot of reasons for any fighter from anywhere around the world because they they know what they're going to bring and it's part of their culture, which is why I love watching them in any fights usually because you know you get a brawl coming. Every now and then you get a nice gem that's a good boxer puncher. Juan Manuel Marquez, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a great boxer puncher, but they always bring entertainment. 
And and when you get a guy like Carl Frampton, who's British, usually same thing. You could get the, you could pop these guys into a fight. You can pop them into a brawl with a nice good little solid punch, mm-hmm. and then it's F, then it's fuck that. Let's go. And that's what happened with Will Santa Cruz. Yeah, he um, I call it the Tim Bradley syndrome, <laughs> just because. And I know how much that's you love. Man. I know how you love much you love Tim Bradley. It's my man. Tim Bradley is one of those people who, if he gets punched one time, it's real right. hard. It's on, baby. I, I'm done with the game plan. It's on. I'm done with the blank. We're fighting, and it, and that's exactly what it was. It turned it, it turned into a fight instead of Leo Santa Cruz trying to outbox him, and then uh, that's where that's where he messed up. Like uh, Carl Frampton was a very very tough fighter. Uh, that Irishman, man, he's a. Uh, He's, hey, hey. he's some some in the water out there, but hey, someone of, he, uh, who has Italian descent in him, I'll, uh, unless I'm with my man Shooter, I will always take an Irishman to get my back. Always, 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 always. And Italians and Irishmen always got along the best, but you know what yeah. to expect. These are always tough, tough guys. Irish Mickey Ward, tough guy. Him and Gotti, they they had they fought each other and got instant respect and still fought some more. But that's that's something that you gain in the fight game. Yeah. And these British fighters are like that. You could pop them into a brawl, just like what he did to Leo Santa Cruz. And I said it was gonna happen. I said that right hand was gonna land, and I was right on this one here. I will and, always give I will always give credit where credit's due. But I mean, I'm, it's not even a but. Yeah. Leo Santa Cruz did not come out there and uh, stick to his game plan. But Carl Frampton, he looked he looked comfortable looked real excellent. early. Yeah. He looked comfortable real early. He. Uh, this is just shows that he was. That lower weight was hurting him, mm-hmm. and yeah, I like this so. because he looked really well. Brought his power with him really well. Yeah. We might see him at 130 pounds. Well, we might see we'll it, see. and I hope so because there's bigger, some bigger dudes, bigger fights. Yeah. But he's got the power, and he walks with the size. He you know does, what I'm dude. Because uh, in round, yeah, because in round two, he uh, even though it was kind of on the the back of the head, behind the ear a little bit, he staggered, he staggered Leo Santa Cruz with a with a hook. And then uh, he didn't fall though, but it, you know, round, it, yeah. it knocked off his e- it knocked off his equilibrium. Yep. So, and then uh, just uh, just go that, recap that, everything. That one punch probably changed that entire fight. It well, even from the get even from the get go, like Leo Santa Cruz, he had it up in his mind. He Frampton's it was, been calling it out Cruz a, for a minute, and a lot of times when I see that, and especially when it's someone who knows they're going up and wait for it, mm-hmm. they saw something a long time ago. Or one of his fights, they saw that one little, that one little, that little exit wound, and mm-hmm. just and just attacked it. And they knew from then there that they could beat this person. Mm-hmm. And it happens a lot of times in boxing. I, you see, Juan Manuel Marquez bringing him up again. He's that guy against Pacquiao. I, if they fought again, he will knock him out again. You know, because he knows he found it, and that's it. Timothy Bradley, my man, so. him and Pacquiao. That's that guy. He just can't get past him. His style, his power, something about him overclasses that particular fight. Well, if he even going back to what when I was watching the fight, like in uh, Santa Cruz, he started box. Actually, went back to boxing in round Tried. seven. He right. uh, because after round because round six, Carl Frampton was toying with him. That's yeah. when he had it. You know, when he was against the ropes and he was had his head movement and all that. And That's he when you gotta good. take a step he back. He was like, you know, that kind of hurts. Step your, back. That kind of that kind of hurts your pride. So he was just like, hey man, whatever whatever I'm doing is not working. So he went back to boxing. But then round eight, he went right back to fighting again. Mm-hmm. So like that, it is a. I ble- it was just it was a great great training camp that Carl Frampton had. Yes. I think that's the reason why great. he. Uh, he he had a game plan. He's, you know, one thing I took out of, and that I noticed too, and it had me dying. Is like you know when you when you swayed the crowd mm-hmm. and the momentum is in your favor. Did you hear him play old Danny Boy? Mm-hmm. Did you hear him? Play, they played old Danny Boy. Now I ain't Irish, 
But I, I, I know when the when, DJ starts. I don't know when the DJ starts mm-hmm. playing your your heritage, and that's your and that's your country song. One of your country songs. I mean, I was just like, yeah, like no matter what, you know how this fight's going to end up too. Now let's talk about Al Heyman and these UK fighters. Frampton's one of these UK fighters um, that I I really like. I'm a fan. I thought I saw that. I knew he was going to beat Scott Quigg, even though with the weight issues, I heard about that coming in. Um, but Al Heyman's champions are. 0-3 against these UK fighters. Sean Porter lost to Kell Brook, who we got has a fight coming up. I saw a great interview with him. He talked about fear. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre Durrell, who to me should be the top, the top middleweight right now, but just some bad situations. Who knows? I couldn't even say what it is, but he's he's probably has the most skill to give Andre Ward the biggest test. And then we have uh, the other guy. Uh, Al Heyman just does 0-3. Sean Porter, I mentioned that one, Kel Brook. Yeah, Sean Porter, Then Kel Andre Brooke. Ward lost. No, he didn't. And then Andre Frampton, no, yeah. Andre, Carl, Andre, oh, no, Andre, Andre Ward. I'm sorry, Andre, Andre Durrell. Yeah, and then Carl Durrell. Frampton, the one most recent one over this weekend, Leo Santa Cruz. That's another UK fighter. That's Owen Santa Cruz. Al Heyman guy. All I know is uh, these UK promoters, but Eddie Hearn, he must be loving this. Anytime he gets to cough about him, he's like, yes, who do you want? It, it don't matter, Yes. Let's do this well, because I already know what he's gonna send down there. You know. It, well, I, I don't. I don't know if that's a theme per se. Like, I mean, that just shows how twisted your how your mind works, and just even think about something. I really didn't even think about that. Al Heyman versus you, the UK fighters. I just, I think Al Heyman looks at people and he sees how how he can make money off of them, kind of like Puff yeah. Daddy. I like so, Al Heyman. Like, no I like matter, what he's like, got. So check this out. So you got. So you said uh, Andre Durrell. You said Leo Santa Cruz, and you said uh, who was the other person? Frampton. He's, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. Frampton. No, who lost? Who lost? Oh, it was Andre Durrell who lost. No, you, I said Durrell, and I said Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz, and, and who's then the third Sean one? Porter. Oh yeah, Sean Porter. Showtime. It's my boy. The thing about the thing about all those fighters is they will still get work. They oh, will still yeah. like. So it's just like yeah, you get you get some fighters who take that one or two loss, and then you never hear from them again. James DeGale. But they all, yeah. He won the title. Where you at? Where you at? I used yeah. To yeah, but um, you get those you get those cats who went uh get one or two losses and then you never hear from them again. All three of those fighters that you name, they will they will still be top prospects or not even prospects. They will still be top contenders. They're still in, gonna in get work. So they're still gonna get Santa a lot of work. Santa Cruz is still a, an elite fighter. Mm-hmm. He's a very elite fighter. Um, he's seeking the immediate rematch. Uh, I think he, I, I like that he wants to do it. Yeah. Because uh, he he is as smart of a fighter he is. He knows what it's gonna take to win. You know, he knows what it's going to take. He if knows what it needs to change. If he sticks to his game plan, then yes. he. I mean, hey. I don't know if the outcome is going to be different now, the way that Carl that's Frampton what, Sometimes looks. pride is your worst, your biggest friend and worst enemy, and that's how it's going to be. Now, let's go ahead and move on from the recap and uh, everything we just talked about. One thing I asked you earlier was, what could we do maybe to simplify this or help someone who might not know about boxing too well to stay entertained so if you're listening now and you made it this far this question is for you you know what could we offer what could we do different what could we suggest what, what would you think you're talking about the sport of boxing just the sport of boxing more... or even just listen to us talk you know yeah, we get I, a lot of people um, listen to us talk you know what I'm saying? you know it's you know it's really funny i had a um I had a homegirl who um, asked me, who started listening to the show. Thank you, appreciate you, Lynn. This is your, this is your shout out. So um, she she said she listened to us and she likes us, but she's just like she's not into boxing. And then the only thing, uh, the only thing that I can equate that to is just like 
No, boxing? dude. Well, yeah, boxing. The only <laughs> the only I can equate that to is just like I look at it is uh, now. This is going to be from like a woman's perspective. Men is going to be totally different. I look at I, I just look at how females would pick a guy to date. You know what do they what do they look for in that guy? They look for their confidence, their likability, their mannerisms, their respect from their peers. I think that's something that you would have to look in any one of your fighters to create an emotional attachment. So, being a native, being a native from Virginia, all of my teams are DMV. Shout out to the Redskins, the Terps, you know, the Hokies, all, all those teams. But one of the things is I wasn't a huge baseball fan until I started watching the Nationals. And then so me actually following the Nationals, it made me a fan of the sport just because I have my team and I have somebody that I like and I'm trying to keep up with. So you would, I think for anybody to actually get into boxing who's not, who didn't have somebody to coach them or see what to look for, you have to find out that emotional attachment to somebody. Um, and that's what's going to get you to love and everything about them because anytime some news comes on, anytime they do something great, anytime they fail, you're going to keep up with that. It's just like it's just like you don't hear no Filipinos talk bad about Manny Pacquiao. Never, hey, they, lo- they love some, this thing. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, yeah. they do. No need to donair. They that's love them. And then it's just because they yep. have their fellow countrymen. They see, some, they see somebody like who it. they like and then they... And then they follow everything he does. Now, they may not stick to him to the day-to-day to know his exact news, but to anybody who doesn't know anything about boxing, if you find a fighter that you like, stay with him. Don't just don't just sit there and just like have it go through right. and then, okay, I so saw him. Maybe you I guys have him. to watch a couple of fights together or watch any fights to find that person you like, whether it's any combat sports you can talk about. And I would, you know, make any relationship work, you got to have the same loves, the same hates. Yeah. Because your best and best moments and best memories always is when you talk about, yeah, I hate that dude. Yeah, yeah. I love that, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's the best thing to talk about. And that's how you find that emotional attachment. Chico Corrales. Rest Diego Chico Corrales is my Rest dude. In peace. Rest my in fa- peace. One of my top five fighters of all time, fighters of all time, if not number one. And the day he passed away, when I heard about it on the news, I had a tear in my eye because that was that emotional attachment I had, you know. And and that's what you kind of find to find the passion and love. And that's something that we always suggest. <laughs> if you can watch it and find someone, you know. What's your what's your emotional attachment to a fighter? Do you have any? Besides, uh, like, ah, Chico uh, Corrales is my dude, man. That's my man. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yeah. He can never do no wrong in my eyes. Uh, me and my uh, my pops. Even if convicted, right? It, conviction doesn't hey, always mean he's I'm guilty. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, conviction that one. always yeah. means he's guilty. But um, we think his first day in the joint was like you think he had to. I think you think he had to like, knock some brother out, some nah, big some big nah. dude out to get his respect it instantly. Like, it was like. Uh, hey champ, how you doing? It was like. Um, it was like on uh, what's his name, Ving Rhames on Undisputed. Uh, nobody, yeah. nobody on the movie Undisputed. Yeah. Nobody was messing with him. They, they knew it. it. Mike Tyson didn't have to fear nobody. But you, we talk about that emotional attachment. My, um, my pops, uh, he picked me up from the airport one time, and I, I, me and him got into an argument because I told him, in their primes, Muhammad Ali would get beat by Tyson. And then he tried to kick me out the car. Ooh. I mean that. I mean that, we. That's the whole segment. That, that could be generational. That, that is. That could be generational gener- because that, that could be generational. I might be with you on this one, but I could see. Yeah, I could see his point of view on this yeah, one he, because he, he wanted to cuss me out after he tried to kick me out. But we was already halfway home. I would have walked, but. That's that. Uh, we'll get into. We can get into that. that we get first. into that. You should have said that first. Hopefully, your pops is listening too. You, may, you, may, you guys might bring this up later. The next time, y'all. 
Yeah, I'll dump out the, the, the water bottles to, to get a game it. of poker going on. Yeah. I saw that like it was like nine hours or something like that, like a whole work shift. Mm -hmm, something like, like that. I, I don't think you. I've seen you work a whole eight hour shift, but you could do eight hours of poker. Huh? Man, based on the motivation, right? Is it it's all. It's, it's all. I hate losing more than I like winning. So <laughs> that's what it is. It's just like trying to break. That's even. right. And I love competitive sports and everything that everybody does out there. Where combat sports is one of the few where you don't play. You don't play boxing. No, you don't play boxing. You don't play MMA. You don't play K9. You ain't heard of that about. Or K10 or whatever. And that's that. That's the stuff in Japan and other combat sports. Or even the the wrestling, I think, is no longer an Olympics. They don't have MMA now. Uh, much love for all the American Olympians out there. Getting ready out in the Rio. I hope all the swimmers uh, be smart before they swim in that water. Yes, yeah, you know, home. and that emotional attachment is one of the things that keep us to the sweet science itself. That's why I love combat sports. Boxing is my number one. I'm its number one fan now. Mm -hmm. Now let's—we uh, saw one up and comer. It was the first time you called somebody out. I never heard of. And this uh, Tevin Farmer. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a little bit more established. Like, I mean, I think he's like twenty-two and four or something like that. But I, I get—I get upset like. Everything that we have on our app is usually updated, so like you can always check out the fights and the dates. But a lot of them aren't aren't televised, so I would have really liked to watch him fight. I really would have. Where, really where did you see fight. that again? On the app, oh, and that's the Squared yeah. Circle app. Make sure you're looking for that on the App Store, in iTunes, on your Apple phone, or even go on your Android phone. If you're smart, you got a good Android phone, which I'm a fan of. I'm not a fan of Apple phones, reliable phones, but go in the Play Store, search Squared Circle, or hit us up at. Talking Smack 101. I got the lessons right now. You're lucky I'm just talking about boxing because I can talk some smack. Or talking squared circle at gmail.com. And that's where you can just send us a shout out, questions, what we might want to talk about, any suggestions even. I'll take it all. Even if you want to say you sucked, then I know you listened. Hit me up on Twitter and say you sucked. I ain't going to have no internet muscles. But just do it. Just go ahead and do it. Just so I know you're listening out there because that's what I'm talking to, whoever's listening out there. Now that we're going to continue on and move a little forward, um, unifications. Good divisions, good champs, some good names like that middleweight division. The, the, I'm talking about the junior middleweight, 154. My man Canelo. Mm -hmm. uh, then we got Arisland Delori. Good fighter. Good fighter, 154. Then we got the Charlo brothers. You know these brothers are going to be on Love and Hip Hop? You that's the worst news I've ever heard. Are you uh, serious? Yes, yes. They are going to be on Love & Hip Hop. I don't even uh, think they're I mean, at D-level D celebrities. We're like at, what, H or something? Mm -hmm. But we're, we're on the rise, baby. We on the rise. At least we we, 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 we on the rise because that's the only way we headed. But, yeah, these guys are going to be on Love & Hip Hop. I hope on one of the shows they lose now, one of them gets knocked out, hopefully in a bout with Canelo because they can't beat – neither one of them can beat Canelo. Erislandy Laura, that boy's bad. Um, then we got the 147-pound division. Um. That's a top division right there. Hopefully, Kell Brook's not ruined to continue in it with uh, Errol Spence Jr. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And who else we got? We got Manny Pacquiao. Still got one fight left. Keith Thurman. Sean Port. One time. Showtime. I love those two guys. Danny Garcia. Are you a Danny Garcia fan? I am not. That's you. I like Danny Garcia. I cheered I, I when he trust, when he KTFO'd trademark squared circle. When he KTFO'd Amir Khan, that was one of the best knockouts I've seen, and I never cheered more for America on that one bout. You know that's why I like Mikey Garcia. By the way, who's 140 coming back, headed for 147. Do you know he went to the Olympics for America and not Mexico? Mikey Garcia. Mikey Garcia. Like, USA, right? 
Now, why aren't they, why do you think these guys aren't calling for more unification bouts? You know what? I I literally just came up with this not uh, too long ago. I think a lot of times you don't have hungry fighters and people get really complacent. And the reason why I'm saying that is like um, after watching this Adonis Stevenson fight, and just like I said, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, one of the things I did notice about the Adonis Stevenson fight was he didn't call nobody out after his victory. He just got to knocking somebody out. You only have one loss on your record. And then you don't call it like... I don't think he wants it with anybody in the vid, not certain people in the division. I don't think he wants it with, but yeah. how do you not, how do you not? That should be like when Mike Tyson won his first title, the first thing he said was, I want to no, no, before he won his first title, the first thing he said, is like, I want to win the world title and I want to unify all the bouts. That's the, like just having a piece of, just having a piece of the crown isn't it. That's not the pinnacle. Man, show how you dominate a whole division, not just a section in it. If you're going like, you're, if, I don't, under, I don't understand what the, I don't get, what the, I I don't get, get the reason why I don't get it is because we're and, not talking about. And this is about, coming from talk- perspective of someone who's been in the ring. I've laced up. I've, I have took punches from bigger guys than you. Yeah. I have dropped bigger guys than you. Okay. So I understand it, and all I've ever wanted to was to be the best. Yeah. So I, I, it blows my mind that some of these guys just are more vocal about it. it could, and what the reason why I don't know what the reason why they're not vocal about it is because I don't get it. It's we're not talking about football. We're not talking about basketball. We're not talking about something where you know it's one team versus another. It's a fight. So you can't. So in the streets, you may shut your mouth because mm-hmm. you may have to run into these people and those people aren't ready to fight. Yeah. But you fight for a living. You so, dance, and yeah. you claim you're the best. You have to, you have to unify the belts. That should, that, that kind of one versus two has to be mandatory. Like, you can only duck for so long. I mean, even the though... The gladiators, they all died with one loss and that's it. Yeah. One loss on the records. Yeah. So the undefeated records should never be a reason why to duck or dodge or move or, or steer clear of another fighter. I think dip was in that too. Duck, dodge, <laughs> dip, dodge. <laughs> dive. I think, uh, dive. The five Ds the of five boxing. The five Ds of uh, boxing. <laughs> the five Ds of boxing. You know what I'm saying? And that and that's one of the things that, about the unification bouts we want to see because there should probably only be one belt. It, that's not the world we live in. Um, the WBC is considered the lineal champ. So if you have the WBC belt, which Mayweather had, Mm-hmm. You are the lineal champ. Um, Adonis Stevens is one of those guys. I believe Danny Garcia has the WBC. Mm-hmm. Makes him the lineal champ for 147. Is it? is it? Let me see. I think. Let me check just to make sure because, yeah. Gary Russell Jr. has that belt too. Oh, that's a good division <laughs> as well. We just saw Carl Frampton win. Then there's Lee Selby. I love yep. the exchange they had with, with Garrett Russell. I loved his mind state. And then one also, took a fighter's approach. One took a professional approach. Approach. I also want to give a, an apology to Oscar Valdez for us not mentioning him last week. I Much think, love. I, I think it was because you knocked the dude out so quickly so quick, in, his, it, in the yeah. second round. I just completely forgot about it, but much much, much love, love and re- respect good. to him. But he's also real good. Yeah, but he's also in that same he's also in that same division. So. So even though you know they're they're talking about the rematch between Leo Santa Cruz and Carl Frampton, it's probably going to be got... Selby versus Frampton, most likely because this is this is uh, Wembley Stadium, this is a soccer stadium they're going to sell out. Yeah, they would, and that's, that's going to be the that's bigger that's money that's fight, gonna, man. That's oh, be a huge payday. Oh, that might be a pay per view one. I might. Ooh, you think your boy? You think your boy might order that fight? I'll I'll, I'll, find, I'll, find, I'll find somewhere to watch it. I ain't paying for that. 
I would tell you to tell him that I know the inside tip, but he might be listening, so we'll, we'll go ahead and move forward from there. But I like Carl Frampton a lot. Lee Selby is tough. He is no slouch. He is no slouch at all. Gary Russell Jr., one of the top, top amateur prospects. Another great American hope that I'm always going to root for. I think if um, given a chance, Gary Russell can clean out that division. He, he, I think he, I think he, he can. He, I think he's uh, very – he said it. And, and the thing is, when he was he's sitting right next to Lee Selby in the booth, and he's talking about whether I got the name or not. No matter. Yeah, he was like, he was like, he was like, he was like, I got the belt. He was like, I'm the money man. So it's I, I respect I respect him for that, and I, I like Gary. They Russell fight in America, man. yes. Um, I don't know. Gary Russell might want to wait and see the outcome of this Lee Selby and Carl Frampton because that just will mean a bigger payday for you, yeah. Mr. Russell Jr., who I am a fan of, and let those two beat each other up. Because then you get the wounded one. Nah, 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 I ain't going to go that route. But let those two beat each other up. It's just going to add more ammunition to your own arsenal with that speed and that power. It looked beautiful in his last fight, by the way. Um, but you're what we got. We need you to move forward and make sure you make the right decisions. Um, and don't let promotional issues get in the way. Because one of the things that might be hurting these unifications is uh, promotional issues. Uh, I, just, I was just saw that uh, Miguel Cotto. Yeah. He's been very smart with his entire career. Probably still the second, well, right now, probably the number one biggest draw on pay-per-view for boxing. Because his Canelo fight had a lot of pay-per-view buys. Canelo got, Canelo got that. He got all of Mexico. Puerto Rico, small to Mexico. Well, we're going to find out with his next fight with Cotto. That's going to come up most likely at the Madison Square Garden in New York. And that's going to probably be against a top-notch opponent. One man, Will Marquez, was in the talks of it, but... He's not moving from 147. He declared that. You know what? Yeah, I mean, just to touch on that, like, you can call Marquez old. Him and Cotto is a decent, good. not even a decent, that's, that's a good right? fight. I think that's going to get a lot of clout. I think that'll get a lot of clout. It's going to be better. Now, these are both says. happily married men, but they probably got a lot of 18-year-olds <laughs> that don't know nothing about boxing, but they know Cotto's, hey, you knocked out, you knocked out Pacquiao, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Miguel Cotto, very solid. I'm a, I love Miguel Cotto as a, as a fan of the sport. Um, I always like what he brought. He always came to fight. Him and Pauly Malignaggi was one of my favorite fights I've seen. For anybody who wants it, if you want to say something bad about Pauly, you watch that fight, and that will change your opinion. You watch that fight right there. But Miguel Cotto coming up to the end. He has one fight left with Jay-Z at Rockefeller, and he's probably hanging up the gloves, and that's it. That just leaves more opportunity, more window. But these promotional issues, he did his career smart. Then we got guys like Mikey Garcia, who should be in the talks for the top, Pound, pound for pound. pound. Should yeah. be. There should be no question about this, but what where he been? He says he's been in the gym. Well, I mean, look at it look at about um look at it like how Andre Ward. He came back and he's had two, two fights. Years off he's, also. he's had two years off plus also. And then he had, he's had two fights since then, since he came off the promotional issues, and they're already talking about him pound for pound, one of the best fighters out now. So I think it's just I think it's just formality where they can't give you the pound for pound coming right back or after you take that layoff because you've been out of action. But once you I, come in and you show Andre it, Ward came back and still in the top 10, pound for pound. Mikey Garcia. I think higher than that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right? Because, right? That's my dude. Yeah, last uh, American gold medalist, I believe. Yeah. Right, right. The Olympics coming up. We're going to see how Olympic boxing goes, but these promotional issues could hurt any fighter out there. Right now, Terrence Crawford is on route to Mike have to suffer this being in that 140 possible 147 division because without Manny Pacquiao and he said he ain't him and Timothy Bradley said they ain't gonna fight who else is there for him 
these promotional issues can cause a lot. We saw Andre Ward lose two years of his career. Mm-hmm. You know, rest in peace to, to Goosen, the Goosen Promotions, Dan Goosen, the man who uh, he had these issues with the company with, you know, and uh, Mikey Garcia in top rank. Top rank is trying to just keep everything in-house. They could hurt Terrence Crawford's entire career. I still don't think he'd be Pacquiao. I still don't think he'd be Pacquiao, but that uh, they, they that might not even happen because uh, these promotional issues. Because if Terrence Crawford win, it will ignite his career to where they have a negotiation room with these other fighters, or he, we can never hear about him again, like Amir Iman with Don King. Nobody wants to work with Don <sighs> King except Bob Arum. Oh, man. Amir Imam. I, I need to see him again. I miss him. Who? He was a great the young master, Amir Imam. I think I've heard the name. I'm not yeah. sure. Oh, man, you forgot him that quickly? I mean, he got out of work. But, I mean, he, he'll be back, man. Shout out to Amir Imam, man. We'll, we'll, we'll see you back out there, champ, man. Um... Let's see what else we got. What else we got? So, uh, quick shout out. Let's let's go ahead and talk about one of the things we do here when we discuss the sweet science. I like to give a shout out to some of the other podcasts that I've listened to, from Bad Left Hook to the Boxing Voice. I love that Boxing News app I got, uh, which is the Squared Circle, of course. And, and I like to give a shout out to them just because they kind of motivated me to talk to you, which inspired this whole thing that we're doing now. And we're talking to whoever's listening out there on this beautiful sunny day in the PNW Northwest. Hopefully we can move forward, talk to some of the local fighters, get out there. Uh, That'll be coming up soon. We got a couple people on board. Because we love the sweet science, and that's what we're here to talk about. And let's remember you can remember to reach us at TalkinSmack101 at Twitter.com, TalkinSquaredCircle at Gmail, and those are the ways to reach us for any shout-outs, advice, your 101s that you want to kick to me and my boy Shooter. And that's what we're here for. Now let's go ahead and talk about my man Superman. Superman is Donna Stevenson and this light heavyweight division. Now we got the potential Ward and Kovalev fight coming up here, and he wants the winner of this fight, um... We both like Andre Ward. I like Kovalev a lot, man. He's solid. And I'm worried and excited to see the reaction of Andre Ward when he gets hit by Kovalev. Now, Superman versus Ward, who, what do you think? I think you're jumping too far ahead. If he gets like, the winner. If he gets the winner. I, I just want to talk about I just want to talk about the Superman versus Williams fight. Okay. So it was it wasn't even a really good fight. Entertaining, I guess. Yeah, you could say it. But that was an entertaining fight. It was. It, I said entertaining. It was a solid I said fight. Entertaining. I mean, it was good. So, Thomas Thomas Williams Jr. He he was twenty one coming in, just got done knocking out Edwin Rodriguez, which was a la, yeah, la, 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 la bamba. who's a who's a solid fighter. Um, but uh, it it was as soon as I was watching the fight, I already knew how the outcome was coming. It was. Thomas Williams was scared of the power. He was really timid in the first round. And this is how Adonis Stevenson known he doesn't fight anybody. He didn't have anybody with any reasonable challenge because he had his hands down. He had he had his left hand, he's southpaw, so he had his left hand cocked. His his right hand was it, he jabbed sometime, but he was just waiting for that knockout punch. And for those, just, you know, listening out there, this is one of these moments where you see that level of class. Yeah. When you saw exactly. Cadello with Floyd, that's a level of class. Yeah. You know, and and that's one of the things that that immediately I noticed too. Go yeah. ahead, you can continue. Yeah. yeah. So is he and then 
and it wasn't it was in the second round he connected with a Donna Stevenson and then he started to loosen up. He started losing the second and third round, he started to loosen up. But that's when he started taking more chances. Now as a fighter or as an athlete period, and anytime you, you're trying to be a master at your sport, you have to relax. You have to relax and you can't be you can't be too stiff, you can't be tense. But at the same time, when you relax, you have to still be careful, especially in boxing. He he took too many risks after after he started relaxing. He took too many risks. Uh, you were cautious about his. He was cautious about Adonis Stevenson's power in the beginning, which means he showed has power. Too much you respect, know, definitely. He, he showed too much respect. But then when you sit there and you try to go in a phone booth with him as well. You take a whole bunch of body shots. How many body shots and uppercuts oh, did you really see? Oh, that left was finding a home. It was, it that was, uppercut was looking it good. Was too much, and it slowed down. He had no legs. He, even though he was more relaxed, he sat there and thought he would go toe to toe with him. He has power. You knew that, and that's why you ended up getting slept in <laughs> in the fourth round. I like it when he got knocked down the first round, and also when he got knocked out the fourth round. The first thing he did was look to the corner and say, "Hey, oh, it's my fault. I got this." Well. The <laughs> the results turned. That was a lie. Mm. You 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 stayed on the ground. It was and, your fault. Uh, Anytime, your fault. usually when a, when you see someone fall face first, they call it right away. The, they yeah. usually call it because that's what you should do. But it, the whole ten count. It's mm. not often nowadays when you see the whole ten count happen in, yeah. in a boxing match because Mostly TKOs, a lot of TKOs. They, they almost always the, the good the tough. You know them tough-hearted motherfuckers. Yeah, they, them guys will stand up. They stay. They they're really in shape, so their legs are still there. So they'll they'll get up. They may they may be wobbling. They may be looking like Bambi stumbling around when they first walking, but they'll they stand, stand up. up. They stand, stand up. Stand up. That's right. I like it. And mm. Superman. So he's calling out the top two. He wants the winner. Now in a world where we're gonna go through both scenarios here. Let's say we both pick Andre Ward. Let's talk about Andre Ward. You think because Styles make fights. Andre Ward versus Superman. Andre Ward. Andre Ward. I'm with you on this one. Superman is good. Andre Ward's at another level. It's assuming he gets past Kovalev, who's a monster. Which he will. Now, Styles make fights. Now, if Kovalev wins, which is a possibility, because I'm I'm a little anxious to see what's going to happen if he gets, hits a flush right hand yeah. from any angle on yeah. my man SOG. Yeah. So if he wins this, because of the Styles, Kovalev and Superman changes everything. I like Superman. I... I I'm gonna I'm say Superman would win this fight. Whoa. Now I was right with Frampton, wrong Postal, yeah. but I'm almost always right when it comes to this one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, the ladies call me Mr. Right now, at least. Yeah. And so or at the moment. If you always listen to Keith, when I listen to anybody speak, even though I drown you out most of the time, huh. when I listen to anybody right speak, here. always look by, I always look for keywords. Sex. That's if that's a trigger word. Ah. That's if Kovalov catches SOG, Andre Ward, which I don't think will happen. But, like, say if We're going did, through every scenario. Yeah, we're going through every scenario. So, say so say Sergey Kovalov goes up with Adonis Stevenson. In boxing, you can't say it's he, not a possibility. Everything's it's fighting. It's a possibility. Right. It's, every, it's wait, 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 always a possibility. What's saying about the imperfections? It's the imperfections that make it perf- perfect. TM squared circle. Yes. So... Kovalov knocks it down to Stevenson out, and even and even if that's that's not stepping too far out because the thing is I don't think he's if Bernard Hopkins doesn't have 
the athlete Bernard Hopkins doesn't have the athletic ability of the inhuman, uh, the inhuman ability of um, what Adonis Stevenson is, but he's a smart fighter, and if he can go twelve rounds with him, I don't think Adonis Stevenson is a smart enough fighter to go twelve rounds with Sergey Kovalov. He was Thomas Williams connected on a lot of flush shots. And then that's somebody who is not even in the same class as Donna Stevenson. I think Sergey Kovalev is going to have better trainers. I think whether it's you, the U.S. or whether it's uh, Ukraine, or it's Ukraine or Russia, wherever, whatever Sergey's from, what is wherever he's from, he can. For fight those who get the reference, uh, you know you done fucked up, right? You know you done fucked up. Yeah, whatever. Six out. Now you just said. Adonis Stevenson, when he goes in there, he had his hands down because he knew that level of class is there. You yeah. think he's that stupid? Goes oh, with Kovalev with no, that but, beautiful no, jab in no. that reach? But at, nah, no, brother. But after nah, the no, no, no. but after the that sec- after the second round, home. after the second round where Thomas Williams started getting comfortable and he, he started dest- catching, he no. But did you he see, will destroy did you the see, body? Did you see how many? Did you see how many times Adonis Stevenson got caught in that last fight? You, he, oh, don't level don't of class. Oh. Level of class. Level of class, still, he still got caught. He still got caught. And you don't think Sergey Kovalev can do the same thing? Look, he a cold can get caught, right? But when you're in there with that level of class against Kovalev, who you know has a right hand, I, I'm going to say Superman's going to be smarter. And that mm-hmm. left jab was beautiful. And when he, I mean, that right jab was beautiful. And when he finds a home with that left, we know these, you, these, these Eastern Europeans got a chin. We're going to find out how tough. Because I think he will pick Kovalev apart, keep the distance. And nah, nah, you're wrong. Yeah, the reason why I'm right and the reason why you never get the ladies is because you're too emotional with your decision making. I choose. Hey, but... Because I'm happy. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear about your problems. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to hear about your problems <laughs> at all. Hey, you got, we, I get five minutes for the low blow on that one, but whatever, man. Whatever, bro. <laughs> well, it's all good. So you got Sergey Kovalev. My girl knows I love her. He's This guy's a machine. You don't stop him. Adonis Stevenson is he can't get caught. He doesn't he fights in his comfort, his home in Montreal in Canada. Shout out to Canada. That's he where they fight, will fight. He, that, wherever they fight, it doesn't it doesn't matter where they fight at. Sergey Kovalov is a more is a more solid fighter, has a more solid okay. trainer. And there's a reason why you see Andre Ward calling out people. You see Sergey Kovalov calling out who his next fighters are. It would have been Adonis Stevenson knows he doesn't want none of these problems. That's why he was like, Yes, it's a good win. And there was nothing said after that. He's not calling people out. Fighters know when they won. Fighters know when they lost. Fighters fighters know when they won. Fighters know when they lost. And when fighters know who they do and do not want to fight. Okay, okay. So that's the reason why he did not call anybody out because he knows it's a different level of class. And that's the reason why he's fine with his belt. I tell this people every time when they come and talk to me about anything, whether it's hip hop, boxing, the sweet science, Mm -hmm. or just any conversation. Yes. There's people who think they know they're the best. Yeah. Who think they're the best, but they always know who is. Yeah. And that's me. Because they know. Yeah. They know. They always know who the best is. In this one, you're going to be wrong, my friend. Okay, so I check will this become, out. So check my this record out. Will, so check this out. On this show, my record will become 2-1 and one with this. that one. Speaking of speaking of unifying the belts. 3-1 because I don't think Crawford will be packed that way. Yeah, whatever. So speaking of, speaking of unifying the titles, you got Adonis Stevenson. He does have the money belt. He has the WBC. WBC the money belt. And the light heavyweight division. WBA, IBF, WBO. Who do those titles belong to? Kovalev? No, say that louder so the people can hear you. I can't read Russian. Is it Sergey? It says Sergey Kovalev. Now, if you got somebody who has three out of those four belts, why aren't you demanding that you fight him? Why aren't you demanding a fight with him? He's stepped all around you. You've heard their grumblings. He's he's called you a... 
inadvertently called you a monkey. And then you don't want no parts of that? Was that the actual translation from Russian? That's what I took it because I'm racist. That's how I fucking took it too. It's because we're both racist. That's why we get along. Anyways, but... So why so why isn't your man Adonis Stevenson calling him out? This he's man not has kryptonite. Th- That's the only belt he doesn't have is kryptonite because you can't beat Superman. I just, you can't do it, man. I don't know. I'm gonna put my foot down on this one. I'll turn my nose up. I'm saying I don't know. Okay, so since your uh, since your uh, denial is not just a river in Egypt, did you want to change the subject? Because also, I, don't, I you're wrong and you know it. And uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. You know what I'm saying? But we won't know unless it happens. That's why we just talk about the scenarios and the possibilities of the sweet science. Because that's what we're here to discuss. Talking Smack 101 at Twitter.com. Talking Squared Circle at Gmail. We went through a lot of topics today, man. I liked I liked some of them, the ones that we touched upon. The emotional attachment side was probably one of my favorite points because that's how you find your love for anything. Any passions, anything you want to talk about. Sometimes those passions and loves can pull you out of your worst funk. No matter what it is, whether you're functified, you can't fake the funk on a nasty dunk. Either single one you want to choose, you got to find that passion. And with boxing, if you find it through a fighter you love... Uh, through a certain fight, one of my favorite ones was Castillo and my man Chico Diego Corrales. My man, that was a great fight, uh, great memory with it. Watched it with my pops and it was a great time. And that's what it is about the sport that I love as well. And when you find that emotional attachment to it, you got to hold on to it. One way to do it is through movies. I love movies. If uh, For boxing movie, I'm going to recommend this week if you want to watch it. I would say The Hammer. Because this is a good date movie right here. My man... The Adam, Ace Man, Adam, Adam Carolla, Carolla, The Hammer. If you watch it with a chick, you'll be surprised how much you enjoy it because it's a great movie. It's another movie my pops put on to me. Um, but it's a great movie to watch, and that can touch a side of you to get that emotional attachment. Next week, I think I'll name another one just to help help with all those people out there who want to become a fan, who need something different to watch because you might be tired of them reality shows with them F-level celebrities. Mm-hmm. Anything you'd like to touch on right there? What you got? What yeah, you, what, you, what, wanna, you, what you looking at? I want to... Um, her fight wasn't televised, but um, I've never seen her fight personally, but I caught a couple glimpses of it. Serrano. Amanda Serrano. Amanda Serrano, I knew it! That lady is right? sexy. Woo! She is gorgeous. <laughs> and if you're listening, sweetheart, hey, holla at me. <laughs> but, uh, Talk no, to Smack101 uh, on yeah. Twitter.com. <laughs> Um, also, um, I might intercept it. One of the, uh, I already mentioned that I was kind of tired, so my mind's not always there for me. Hey, but... I'm with you on this, Amanda Serrano, though. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, I'm with you on this because I actually looked it up. I went on YouTube and I read about it, and I really liked from a boxing aspect. She looked really good in the ring there, mm-hmm. um, and it's always good to see female fighters trying to make their way in a sport that's dominated by men. Even in the MMA, when it's dominated by men, it's hard to make that name. Sometimes you got to get some good stoppage. Sometimes you got to get a good entertaining fight. And that's what it takes. The entertainment. That's why we're here. So, it, um, uh, I want to touch on a couple different things. Uh, one, one thing that I love about boxing is... Well, not even that I love about boxing. I love the fights where I don't have to take notes. Ah. Where it's toe-to-toe. It's Gotti a Ward. barroom brawl. Porter Thurman. It's, it's, also, it's all still. It's all still. It's great boxing. I love the phone booth where the refs don't get involved. Where it's too risky too, for them. It's too, too it's risky. Too, it's it's two people going at it, and they're soldiers and they're gladiators. Mm-hmm. That that's 
That's why I watch it for. I watch it. I watch it for those guys who give it their all. Hey, Donna Stevenson, and Thomas Williams, Junior, yeah. Gladiators. You Thomas know, Williams, he it, he was outclassed yeah. from the mat from the beginning. He stood and fought. Well, he, I mean, landed some shots. Yeah, but even with that though, his stock stayed like, the same and didn't out, go down. When you come out, when you come out, and you're scared of a fighter, you had how many? You get at least six weeks to. Uh, I mean, mm. not not all fighters. Now this might be the fighter's perspective yeah, because I saw it. I think only a lot of people very well versed in the fight game or ex-fighters might have noticed that. Casual fans might not. But I, I, I get it. He, I'm with you on that. You're not – if you're – if you got all this time to prepare for a fight, how do you come out – how do you come out scared? You know what this guy is capable of. So, like, the Thomas Williams fight, I thought he could have fought a lot better if he would have stuck to his game plan. But, it, I mean, just like we hey, said – I want to touch on that real quick because yeah. fear is a necessary thing in any fight. I saw the Kilbrook interview. They yeah. asked him about Triple G, and they asked him about fear of this. He, you know, he said he acknowledged this was on BoxingScene.com that he acknowledged that he's uh, Triple G is definitely the most feared fighter, um, and fear is what you ha- gotta have. You have to have it in the training camp. You need it when you walk in the ring. Yeah. You need it when you're staring them down at the, mm-hmm. at, the, at the promotional fucking things. You you need it. You gotta have the fear. Um, us doing this, fear of it not succeeding, fear of failure. That's always gonna be something you have in mind. But I'll, I. I don't. I ain't worried about that fear. I'm here to face it. I'm here to face it every single day, and that's how you move on. That's how you move on in the ring, and that's what you gotta have. It was a good interview. I suggest people check it out. They asked him. Uh, they even asked Kelbrook, "Do you think Triple G is the number one pound for pound fighter?" And he acknowledged yes. He admitted yes. But I give more respect to that everybody, man. Everybody. Everybody shows respect for a fighter that they're they're gonna fight or they're going they have fought or they, everybody shows their respect. So, I mean, that's questionable. That's why we call it pound for pound. There's no... Every now and then we get some good ones that yeah. were great battles. I don't know if you ever saw it. was uh, the British fighters. That was Derek Chisora versus David Hay. These the Haymaker. Fools, they got into a brawl at the promotional event where... Uh, I saw that. Uh, yeah, Chisora's uh, his trainer got cut by a bottle. <laughs> their, their next, their next uh, promotional event was, uh, was held with plexiglass in between them. Now, I don't encourage violence unless it's in a controlled environment, but I love that shit. I love watching that right there. Yeah, so um, another thing I want to I wanna talk about, too, is for anybody, especially casual fans that are just now getting into boxing or they're trying to... I look at I look at boxing as like pizza. Mm. There's no such thing as bad pizza. Like even if it's all right, it's, it's Italian, still. I'm gonna say there's some still, bad pizza out there. It's but it's, it's still, it's still it'll it'll still do. So it's just like I got I watch I watch a lot of sports. Boxing is one of my favorites. I, but I watch a lot of, I watch a lot of sports, sports too. But I watch a lot of college college basketball. I watch a lot of college football. And I used to watch people, a lot of college basketball when UNLV was always up there. But yeah, but a lot of people will say time. it's too much, too many teams. I put it as just the way it. I put it, uh, vice versa, whether it's boxing or college sports. You get to see the people before they make it big. Mm. Always pay attention to these young, the amateurs, mm-hmm. the uh, the people who are just 5-0, and old, the up-and-comers. Always pay attention to them and follow them out their career. I think you'll enjoy it more, especially when you see the uh, their journey from where they started to where they ended. It's always a... Uh, it's always a great thing to see people progress. I've always been a fan of people who are master at their craft. Hey, Showbox, next they... new generation. That's how I like my man Willie yeah. Nelson. Yeah. Now I ain't talking about weed today, but my man Willie Nelson, uh, he just had a fight with Dem- Demetrius Andrade. He held his own a little bit. I thought he could have did a lot better. Um, and, and that was the guy that I learned through Showbox, new generation, an up-and-comer who's been around for a while, you know? And, and that's why I love that specific show offered. 
um, and everything else with the amateur fighters. Good luck to a lot of the Olympians out there yeah. that are coming up. I've, I saw a couple pros outside the U.S. Uh, enter in, which I don't know about that one. We could discuss on that another day, maybe, with the Olympics coming up. Um, but those are the things. Why wow, I love the sweet science right. and this discussion. How you feeling? You feeling good today? You know what? I'm doing all right, man. There's a couple of things that I want to say too. So I want to give another. I want to give a couple of shout outs to. Uh, I want to give a couple of shout outs to. To Ray Ray. To Elio Rojas. Oh. Okay. To Leo Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. To Thomas Williams Jr. Mm -hmm. And to. Was it Robert uh, Robert Barrage too? Mm, Bur yes, Barrage. all these televised and the reason fights. Why I'm giving, the reason why I'm giving these guys a shout outs because all of them have something in common. They took L's this week, but when you're in a hurt business, I mean, the yeah, it, they, come, they they come and they Pain. go. So it um is boxing when you it's not football. You can't just go recap next week and then try to get better, man. It's a lot of it's a lot harder to come back. So I want to give those guys a shout outs in the hope that their career continues. So. Hey. Never want to see somebody get left out in the cold. Not My in silhouette is, is is in intensive care from shadow boxing. <laughs> That's right, sir. Yeah, no, shout out to all these guys. Anybody who's willing to lace up and step into that squared circle. Because it's a different level when you become a gladiator. Especially when you're fighting for money, for love, for your family, for relationships, for whatever your cause is. Whether it's the only choice you had in life or just a passion for the sport. Much respect and much love to everybody in there and out there doing it. Even if you're training just to stay in shape to look good. Like, I only go to the gym to look good. I don't go for my health. He doesn't. He not doesn't at all. Work out. I'm the, you might have seen me. I'm the dude out front smoking. Smoking. That's me. But anyways, much love to my man, Shooter. I always love talking with you, brother. I love talking with I love, you, too, even, man. Even though you ain't the smartest man when it comes to the sport of boxing. Well, at least record-wise. At least record-wise. Yeah. But I think we're only 1-1 one one for mm -hmm. what's recorded. But it's okay because I'll be 3-1 by the time... Any of those fights happen, but I love being with here, brother. I love being with everybody else who likes mm -hmm. hearing us and stay positive with what you got. And yeah. this is another moment that's brought you us, brought to you from the Squared Circle app. Download it in the iTunes App Store or your Play Store on your Android device, or reach out to us at talkingsquaredcircle at gmail.com. Talking Smack 101, the sweet science. I'm here to give you lessons, if not give me one, even if it's just think you you suck. I want to see those ones, actually. I want to see a you suck hashtag squared circle at twitter.com because that will be one of the best things ever. Talk us back 101 at Twitter, and that's where you can get a hold of us. Anything right. else you want to say, brother? Man, shout out to Boxing News, uh, Boxing Society, Boxing Scene. Uh, who, uh, who else? Boxing Voice, man. Um, I'm liking those guys. They got a nice little voice, show. Yeah. Um, um, Bad Left Hook, that's a good site. I love those guys, too. But anything boxing-related, you know I'm there. Because that's what yeah. we're here to talk about, lacing up, becoming a gladiator of the sport, the sweet science. It's chess, not checkers, and the imperfections make it perfect. Thank you for listening. All right, yeah, peace.